The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And here we are, Bring Your Soul to Work. It's a uncommon thing to do, to bring your soul to work. And most people are kind of struck by the dichotomy of, are we working in the spiritual realm, Mo, or are we working? And my main passion in life is to help everyone understand what their soul really is all about, what it does, how it affects their entire world, and maybe a little bit about what it isn't, and how important it is to stay in touch with our soul being, and and how that actually transcends every single aspect of our lives, including sleeping. So our soul is not this thing in a container that is like sent from God. It is our essence. It is our us. We are our soul. It's not something out there. Today, we're going to talk about how thoughts are things and how thoughts craft our very life. I've got on as a guest today, one of my favorite people in the world, Amy Anfinson, who is a wonderful, wonderful coach. And I'm proud and happy to say she is a coach on, on my team as well. And Amy, welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work here on Unity Radio. Thank you, Mo. So happy to be here. Great. So happy that you're here with me. We both share the love of the law of attraction and uh, and really helping our clients get into their alignment, which really in the way that, that I talk about it, as you know, Amy, is really to to embody their soul self and to live from there. But a lot of people are living their life in their head. So when we talk about thoughts are things, we might be confusing because we don't want people to be in their heads, do we, Amy? We want people to be in their in their soul self. Absolutely, yes. And so I thought I might start off today's conversation not only with trying to make sure people understand how important this conversation and what we're going to talk about today, but how meaningful it can be for your entire life. Because when you understand how this works, you can now live a life that feels better. And here's a favorite poem. And I actually came across this poem uh, by Ella Wheeler Wilcox. I think it was written in the 1800s, probably. Let's see if I can get a date on this. Don't have the exact date, but I'm certain it was written somewhere in the 1880s or thereabouts kind of at the point of what this whole new thought movement was all about. Those are the, some of the uh, years where uh, unity was also created by, uh, the, by the Fillmores. And that time period in at least U.S. history was a time where a lot of writers were getting inspired by the fact that they were creating their own life from within. So here's Ella Ella Wheeler Wilcox's poem called Thoughts Are Things. You can never tell what your thoughts will do 
in bringing you hate or love. For thoughts are things, and their airy wings are swift as a carrier dove. They follow the law of the universe. Each thing must create its kind, and they speed o'er the track to bring you back whatever went out from your mind. So that's going to be our starting point, Amy, in talking about how thoughts indeed are things, and they do speed out like carrier doves, and they come right back to us. It's a it's a boomerang effect, and mm-hmm. it's a even though we're talking about the mind and we're talking about thoughts, it's really not something that the linear mind can understand. As you know, so many of the clients that we work with, they're talking about how can my life be like this? Why did I lose my job? Why are things such a mess? Why am I unhappy? How come I keep getting a job and it's the same darn toxic boss or toxic environment? All these people are doing these things to me. And what's really going on is that there's a, a magnetizing energy that has been created over time that is bringing these thoughts or things, carrier dubs, coming back. And it's looking like the world is happening to us and we are a victim of ugly people and circumstances and all of this. Can you elaborate a little bit about how that actually happens, Amy? Yeah, because when we aren't aware of the thoughts that we're entertaining and they they get momentum. So all of our thoughts have energy to them. And when we are observing life and we're observing things we don't like and the way people are treating us and then we, we, we start creating stories around it and the momentum builds. So, you know, if you pay attention, you realize we're all storytellers, like, 24 hours a day, we're telling stories, we have thoughts flowing. Um, but that's what we came here for was for this, this opportunity to understand how thoughts become things. And so when people get into situations, they, when they feel um, unheard, when they feel disrespected, when their work is, um, so I've heard several times, well, they, they stole my work, I had this idea and someone stole my idea. And so there's, there's this frustration that comes and they, and they, it just builds and builds. And so if we're not careful, we, we start building momentum and creating stories about our life, about our situation that are not pleasing. They're, they're energy draining actually. And so that's, you know, the, the, the thoughts to things is, is true on either way. It's learning how to become um, aware of like, what, what am I telling myself? What experience is really happening here? Right. And, and over time, um, this background thought habit really is, is mostly like a silent story that is constantly playing in the background. And as you know, when we work with our clients, oftentimes it takes a few layers uh, to uncover what's really the thought story that is, that is pervasive, mm-hmm. that is ongoing. And, and it gets embedded really in our consciousness, our soul. And, and when, when the thought patterns are so embedded, <clears throat> it becomes so natural. We just aren't even really aware that it's going on and that we have this 
this silent story continuing to go about, I'm not worthy. That's no good. Every job I have is going to suck. Everything that happens to me, oh my goodness. And how come always me and I'm never lucky. And this silent, silent droning story that ends up being an intellectual rationalization of things that happened that we didn't like and we didn't like the feeling and the feeling was overwhelming whether it's to the positive or negative and so the brain has to kind of get involved to make sense of it and that's basically the one of the you know psychology 101 defense mechanism is rationalizing and so we rationalize it into a thought pattern and then what happens over time is that thought pattern actually starts being embedded actually in our physiology so if someone looks at us the wrong way and that triggers a feeling, now we have push play of all the thought patterns that are consistent with that feeling. And, and, and we see this all the time, Amy, and the clients we work with, the, mm -hmm. the triggers are real. The, mm -hmm. the physiological entwinement of the thought patterns we have is real. And when the thoughts and the body's nervous system are entwined, it can be pretty tough to pull that apart and to, and to start changing thought patterns. It's not like you can just snap your finger and go, just think something different. You'll be okay. Talk a little bit about how that kind of happens a little bit, Amy, the entwinement of the thoughts. Yeah. The one thing I've noticed, actually, this week there's been a big pattern of connecting dots, and that's mm. what I call it, connecting dots to the past. And mm -hmm. so when you experience something and, and you're triggered, I, I use the word trigger when there's this uncomfortable feeling, uh, energy drain, pit in your stomach. Um, when, when that happens, what, what's normally going on is there is a connecting of dots. Oh, my gosh, I remember when this happened to me. Um, I felt this way, and they were up to this. And we create, we create stories to mm -hmm. justify why we feel what we feel. So right. we're trying to find coping ways to help ourselves, but it's really agitating and enhancing the problem more when we connect dots back to the past and um, and, the, and the, before we know it, we're in a spiral down and just exhausted and yeah. ready for a complete change in the life in your in your life in your career. Yeah, and it becomes our reality, doesn't it? At that point, it it, mm -hmm. it literally yeah. becomes well. This is just my life now, and we get committed to that being our life. Absolutely, and the the reality because we we are creating our reality by our observation of things and the in the way that we are perceiving and experiencing uh and connecting the dots to um it does become the reality and then people will say but it's true and <laughs> and yes it is it is true um right. but the reality is it's it's not how we're it's not helping to create a new reality in a better way that we want. <clears throat> the, the, the missing link there is understanding that we can actually make a shift and, and make a change. Amy, we have a caller, uh, Doris from Cincinnati, and I'd love to hear what Doris has to say. And Doris, 
Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work here on Unity Radio. How can we help you? What's going on and what are you thinking about? Hi. Uh, there was a beep, so I didn't know what happened. Um, <laughs> You're on the air now. Anyway, what can we help so, you with? I'm just wondering, how can I reframe basically that I've had so many different jobs, including contract jobs, and then sort of branched off into learning different healing modalities, but I'm still looking for some sort of like administrative assistant, executive assistant, sales assistant kind of job. So are you saying that you want to practice a more mindful life and it doesn't feel like it syncs up with the types of jobs you have? Is that what I'm hearing you say? Ah, well, (laughs) uh, I do feel like it's hard for me to see myself. uh, Right now I feel like financially and based on some of my experience doing something that's either assisting someone or even some event planning makes sense. Yes, I would like to live a more mindful life. Okay. Um, I mean, if I had my ideal day, it would be very creative and I would be painting and doing more writing. I just have a hard time seeing how that could happen financially. The things that I've done creatively okay. haven't had a financial payoff. Gotcha. Okay. So um, there's a few things that I think are in your comments or in your, in your question. Um, the first okay. is where does my creative self fit in and can I really make money with that creative self? Yes. And the thing that I typically advise, and I don't know you that well, so I'm just going to kind of give you some basic thoughts here. Your creative self um, is part of who you are. And if uh-huh. there's further expression you want to do in your creative self that, that let's just say, isn't as easily uh, marketed and in the marketplace to get paid for, um, Perhaps just knowing the expression and what you want to do and just being okay with that being perhaps outside the job right now would be helpful Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to conflict with it. Because a lot of the women we work with, they like keep this conflict going, but I really want to be painting, but I don't want to do work in an office, but I really want to be painting. So so we, we actually create this massive conflict within ourselves. So if you can just kind of like easily place that in a, a, a place in your life right now where it might fit and not have to compete inside of you. That would be one thing. Mm -hmm. But the second Mm -hmm. thing is to to find ways that you can actually express yourself and bring those components of yourself to no matter what you do. And frankly, that's the work we do in our, in our workshop is, is really help integrate women in their, uh, in their wholeness and their fullness so that you don't feel like you're one way at work, one way with your family, one way when you're in front of a painting easel that your, yeah. your, your whole self becomes assimilated and integrated. Now, here's the other thing. Not only are these things conflict, conflicting with each other, and you're probably telling that story probably hundreds of times a day, maybe thousands. Some of it you're probably not aware of. Um, but if that's kind of the, the message that's the silent story kind of going in the background, it's energizing that problem. So if you can, if you can be the best version of Doris, no matter what, no matter what the external circumstances are, 
if you are skilled to do admin work, event planning, et cetera, and that's where you can make a livelihood, then just keep advancing and doing better at that and keep making that version of Doris the version of who you want to be best version ever and and continue to pull yourself i'll just say kind of like together as an integrated powerful person now again that's easy for me to say on a radio show it's what we do over 12 weeks with the woman we work with um you may be interested in a clarity call with us and if you'd like to book that feel free to go right ahead and do that uh we have a a team of wonderful career breakthrough strategists and you could you could find that link at mofall.com slash give me clarity. Uh, but before you go, let's have Amy weigh in on what she's heard and um, get her, her thoughts and ideas as a wonderful coach as well. Amy, what do you have to say to Doris? Yeah, Doris, I, I actually agree completely with Mo. She went exactly where I was going to head as far as finding outlets that you can use your creativity because it, the, the joy of creativity is what it's all about. And so whether, whether you are using that at work or not, it's finding time for creativity. It's such an important aspect of uh-huh. life uh-huh. and making sure you're making time for that. So many people make it all about work. They put pressure on their self and they just are go, go, go. And they don't take the time to do the things they enjoy. So definitely making time for creativity just for you because the feeling of expressing um, things through you feels so good. And, um, and then like Mo said, it's really about learning how to bring that joy to everything you do, whether you're in creative mode or whether you're assisting someone else or whatever skill set that you have. And um, the thing about the workshop that we have, it's really wonderful to help you understand what your, your gifts and your skills and what makes you come alive so that you are actually seeing the, um, the asset that you are and enjoying the work that you're doing, even when you're doing work with, with other people or collaborating, you, you're learning how to bring the whole of yourself to work. And so that is what, what the workshop helps you to integrate. So either way, um, the creativity is really always flowing, whether it's something that you're physically making or it's you using your gifts in ways that are helping others. Right. I think I somehow have to, it seems like um, on my interview, since I've had a number of contract jobs, people wonder, well, or maybe I'm making up that story. Can she just stay Mm. at a regular job? But it's just Mm. sort of how it happened that I ended up having different contract jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And you know what, Doris, the thing, again, don't know you that well, but kind of getting a gist here. Um, the thing that might be going on is that the the conflict between what you really feel like you want to do is kind of giving you a lack of confidence or some mm. some reluctance in showing up really big for the work that you can do in the in the in the in the in the world uh, and get paid for today. And this again uh-huh. is is something that we we commonly see. Not that a contract job is a bad thing; it's still an income, um, but perhaps um, thinking better of what you bring to the table and maybe notching it up a little bit, um, might be Uh some things that would be helpful for you. Um, if you've spent, you know, years kind of driving this conflict and being a little bit upset that you're not able to be really who you are and you have to have this type of job and settle for this job, that's like the energy that gets created. And then you're presented with jobs that you have to settle for. 
And uh-huh. I know it sounds rather simplistic, but really we, this is what we do all day long with the women in our workshop. We help them really understand how even at a subtle level, the things that you're telling yourself about what is reality, I'm putting air quotes uh-huh. on that, is really a function of what you've been telling yourself. Right. So the, the mind can't really grasp the thing that you have to do, which is to ignore what's happened in the past and to begin to change all of the layers of stories you're telling yourself uh-huh. and suspend disbelief, like get yourself out of the way and allow the faith that you might have in your creator, the universe or this universal law, allow that faith to dominate how you're going to be going forward. So if right. you so know that kind of... the things that you've been thinking and how you've been mm-hmm. feeling about yourself and the stories you've been telling yourself, if you can 100% take responsibility that that's what's created the attractor pattern of where you are now, wouldn't it make sense to start crafting new stories and new feelings and new ideas about who you are yeah. so that you could create something different? That definitely makes sense. Like, my past doesn't have to determine my future. I can make the decision to have new thoughts and new feelings about where I am. Correct. Okay. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) I know it sounds super easy. Um, But again, if you'd like, you know, some professional help and some really intensive, um, I don't use that word to scare you away, but intensive work to, to, to shift that and change it which is what we do in our workshop. We'd be happy to talk to you about your career and what's going on. And if there's something we can do to help you, um, we'd be happy to talk about how that works. If not, we'll send you along another way or some other resources. And again, that's mofall.com slash give me clarity. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about my work and the, the stuff that gets in the way a little bit deeper, you can attend my free masterclass. It's a webinar that, that I run regularly. It's mofall.com and then just slash masterclass. It's a 45-minute webinar, five shifts to bring your soul to work, to land your dream job. You'll learn about the stuff that we do, um, some specific case studies and things like that. I'm sure Amy, like me, is thinking about dozens of clients that we've uh, discussed this very thing with, Doris, and uh, the beautiful outcomes that we get with our women in the workshop when we are really able to have them truly create a whole new pattern of how they feel about themselves from within and then craft what that looks like on the outside. So all the best to you on, <clears throat> on doing that. And if we can help you, feel free to tap into those resources. Um, happy to help you at a deeper level if it makes sense for you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So Amy, this is stuff that we see um, regularly. It's, it's the human experience on the planet Earth. And it's so easy and normal for us human beings to just look at what is unfolding in front of us and to think that we were, we are basically effectively victims of, of what is coming our way and that we have very little control over it. Um, not too many people who raised us knew about this universal law and understood some of these uh, mechanics before we leave for break. What's one of the main things for you, Amy, that, um, that kind of lit a light bulb in you that said, ah, there is a different way. Well, you know, actually it was when I went through 
um, coaching uh, and learning the, the techniques that we use to, to help the, the women step up and, and find their soul in, in all aspects of their life. And um, one of the facilitators was talking about their core value was ease. Mm. And I was like, ease? Like, I didn't even know that was an option what is in life. <laughs> what is what is ease? And so, you know, and, and I there's there's many things that had shown up along the way that really was guiding me to there's got to be another way to go through life than the way that we are sometimes raised where it has to be so hard, it has to be a struggle. And so um, my desire to learn how to have more enjoyment in life and the things that I do really led me on the path to start understanding the universal laws and how to uh, help myself and in turn help um, everyone that I work with. And so um, I think, you know, we, we're raised with certain beliefs or we, we try things and, and, and it just becomes a belief pattern because a belief is just a thought you've thought over and over. And so mm -hmm. when you hear these new concepts and you, you hear um, new approaches to life, uh, it's intriguing. And then when you start following that path, it like opens you up to a vast new way of looking through life, looking at yourself and operating from a whole different level. So, yeah, um, yeah that was yeah. that was one of the main main sources that started moving me in that direction. It's like a magic door. It's it's yeah. um, <laughs> it's it's often um, not accessible uh, to most human beings because we are in the Newtonian world of cause and effect. If I move this keyboard over, it's going to move. If I touch this, it's going to do that. If I feel this, I'm going to feel it with my fingertips. If I eat some food, I'm going to feel it. We are, we are so, uh, reminded every single minute of our lives about the three dimensional world that we live in and Isaac Newton's world of gravity. Uh, when we come back from the break, I want to talk about what the physical three-dimensional world is all about and why the underpinnings of the three-dimensional world keep us trapped in a cause and effect world that does not allow us to exercise the beautiful aspects of this universal law that we're talking about with thoughts or things. So we'll be right back to talk about the three-dimensional world and beyond. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. So we're back with uh, my beautiful friend and fellow coach, Amy Anfinson. Again, Amy, thanks for joining me today, talking about thoughts or things. As I promised before the break, we're going to talk about the three-dimensional world, how that plays into this whole thoughts are things universe. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, how people kind of get trapped. And before we do that, um, what I'd like to do is to actually read the daily word for today. And it's, it's really interesting, um, because it's, it's kind of playing into what I want to talk about the second half of the show, 
The daily word today is listen. I hear God in the sounds of life all around me. Listening connects me to this present moment. When I pay attention to my senses, I ground myself in the things and people that are part of my experience here and now. The voices of my friends and family, the chirping birds, or the melody of a song. I take in the sounds of God expressing all around me. When I listen in the silence of prayer and meditation, I become more aware of God within me. I focus inward and feel rooted in spirit. While the information I receive from the external world is valuable, I regularly turn off my outer ears and tune into what is happening within me. There, in silence, I hear God most clearly. So one of the main themes of the work that, that Amy and I do amongst other, we've got other beautiful, talented coaches on the team uh, helping our ladies in our kick-ass workshop, one of the things that is super, super valuable is to realize that the voice from within is our higher self. And we could sometimes express that as, as our inner godliness. Um, but frankly, I think having God outside of us gets a little tricky because then we're expecting this outside force to help us. And that starts removing responsibility. And I don't want to be tricky with anyone's religious beliefs here, um, but I, I do want to be very firm about these principles and how they work and, and how they don't work. So it doesn't work to have a wonderful, fulfilling life and to be responsible for what's in front of you and what's unfolding and to feel empowered and the lovely soul that you are if you have an expectation that this outside deity is going to do it for you. It doesn't work. It's not helpful to you because then you actually maintain a victim status. I'm not in charge of my life, Mo. God is. Again, if this is offensive to you, please turn off my radio show. Don't come back ever again. Whatever works for you. But here's the thing. That God is within you. And when you do close your eyes and listen, you have all that is available to you in the divine, unified, wonderful world that we live in. You have within you the energetic reality of all beautiful possibilities for you. The conflict with your brain, the conflict with how you were more than likely raised, is that you were raised in the Newtonian world of the birds chirping and the ocean and paper and food and toothbrushing. And you were told at a very young age to be good. You were told to be polite and to follow the rules. All of that works really well in society. But what it doesn't do is expose you to the beauty of your soul and allow you to be a free, wonderful soul. So it gets shut down. It gets put into a little box. And then when you don't follow the rules, you get in trouble. You are shamed and layered with guilt. How dare you do that? How dare you offend me? How dare you not do good on a test? And so what happens in this beautiful three-dimensional world is that it basically ends up crushing our fourth dimension of this beautiful, soulful self. Truthfully, the fourth dimension is time. And so our fifth and sixth dimension really is our soulful self and our consciousness. And that is unlimited. It is infinite. So you have an infinite you 
that is running through you at all times. The problem is the mind doesn't get it. And the ego doesn't like it. So it gets crushed and pushed into a box, shoved down. And then at some point, I don't know, Amy, what do you think? The age of 30-something or 40-something or 50-something, at some point, a human being starts feeling a lot of pain from the suffering and struggling of not having that soulful energy alive and thriving within themselves. What do you think typically is when people reach out and say, there's got to be a better way? Well, I think it's when they have oppressed how they really feel for the sake of doing what they're supposed to do when it, when it's suppressed so much that the pain, it's the pain is so hard that you can't do it anymore. Yeah. So the way that that you're going about your life is not working and you're finally feeling the pain of that. And take example of hundreds of women we talk to every month. Um, they're not making the money they want to make. They're not in a job that makes them feel good. They come home and they're not really that nice to their spouse or their kids or both, or they're depleted when they come home and have no energy for any other part of their life. And they think this can't possibly go on for another 20 years. This can't possibly be the way it was supposed to be put together. So we have to tap into the unified field. And that's what we're talking about, folks, with the soul. The soul is our energy body. It's our spirit body. And that is part of and inclusive in the unified energy field that that Dr. Einstein, well, he was actually, I guess, a doctorate, uh, that Albert Einstein told us is what the universe is all about. The universe is a big soup of energy, a big swirling soup of waves and particles of which some of them have been organized into shapes and forms. Some of them have been organized into birds and trees and flowers and the food that we eat. Some of the wave particle parts of the unified field have been organized in all sorts of beautiful, wonderful ways that we think that the physical world is the world. And it is not the world. It is a part of the world. So if we live in the three-dimensional world, we're missing out on all the cool stuff, even though the stuff in the three-dimensional world can be cool, like a nice dinner and uh, a beautiful computer that allows us to connect with people around the world and all sorts of comforts that we have with nice pillows and beds and beautiful chairs. And there's a lot of cool stuff in the three-dimensional world. But what happens is if that's all we're doing, if we're only living in the world of Isaac Newton, 1500s, maybe even the 1400s, If we're only living there, we are missing out on the gorgeousness of the infinite energy-based world that is where spirit is, where our soul is, where our consciousness is. The better parts of life are there. And if we don't walk through that magic door to see how that world all unfolds and what we can do and how we can feel better about life through that magic door, we're going to be banging in that door and being kicked back. we got to open the door. We've got to be willing to take responsibility for the fact that we are living not just in a three-dimensional world. We understand gravity. You drop something, it's going to fall on the floor. We understand gravity when we saw the, the rocket ships blasting off to the moon. 
because all the gravitational forces that are exerted on planet Earth have to be broken through in order for that rocket ship to get past the gravitational pull of the spin of the Earth. That's a lot of physical pull. That rocket ship needs, you know, like a football field worth of fuel to break through that. Gravity is real. It's an exertional force on all of us. But it's not the only real. It's a part of it. So, Amy, when people knock on the, this little magic door to find the infinite world, to find their soul again, to realize that the better parts of them are not physical, what's usually the first thing that, that, that people revel in when they figure this stuff out? What do you see when, when people get this? Well, I think they tap into um, the, the higher realm of what's possible for them. And when they finally feel like, I just can't do this anymore, it's almost like they get broken open mm -hmm. to another mm -hmm. perspective. And mm -hmm. when you get broken open, you, you, start, you start feeling worthy of something better. When you've isn't that, isn't that as ironic? As long as you can. Mm -hmm. Isn't it ironic that um, broken, broken open, is just the thing that causes the light to come in? Mm -hmm. Just like a seed, just like the physical world. It's funny. As is in heaven, so it as is, is on earth, so it is in heaven. And so, in the most beautiful well-known Christian prayer, our father, the truth is there. So we can see how cracking open brings all of the potential in the seed to light. And if we put the right soil, the right amount of sun and water, that seed sprouts up beautifully and nature just unfolds without any trying. And so the same thing does indeed happen with our soul. We have to be broken open to let the light in. And if we don't break open, it doesn't happen. And so, Amy, <clears throat> you mentioned basically seeing a new way of, of, of living through your, your coaching training when one of the trainers said, a life of ease. And you were like, what? That just absolutely conflicted with everything you know. My true breaking open point was a little bit more physical. And you know my story. When I had breast cancer, now almost 11 years ago, um, I'd been studying this stuff intellectually. I'd been reading all the books. Wayne Dyer was one of my favorite authors. Deepak Chopra, uh, back in the day, Shakti Gawain was one of the big authors. I've been getting the daily word since 1983 when I graduated from college. One of my great college friends introduced me to the daily word. And so that's a long time. It's a long time of thinking about my spiritual self and thinking about the spiritual world. But it wasn't until I had breast cancer that I really went deep inside. And I had gone through therapy and I had had a coach at that point for about 10 years, different coaches along the way in my career and that sort of thing. But the breast cancer experience broke me open because I was always physically vibrant and strong. I was a marathon runner. Now all of a sudden the physical world wasn't as reliable for me. And I had to have people helping me. I had to receive care and support and love and I couldn't run around and be busy anymore. I had to sit and heal. My mother spent two weeks with me at home, helping me 
move and navigate and, and that sort of thing. <clears throat> and I spent several more weeks healing, being quiet, inward. I'm sure there was a lot of judging of self, <laughs> but eventually I found who I truly am. And that breaking open was not fun. It altered my physical body forever. And I literally have the scars basically of my redemption. And, you know, there's so many things in the Christian vocabulary. And I know, Amy, you're uh, of that same background that tell us and give us clues as to what this unified, unlimited, infinite world is that God has allowed us to experience. When you see someone break open and receive the light in and their soul begins to shine, what, what physical things are going on as well? Well, everything becomes lighter. Um, I mean, I, I actually, um, when I work with people in person, I can actually physically see <laughs> light come through their eyes. Yes. And, and there's just um, a, a different perspective that, they have access to because when we, when we do break open, we elevate our consciousness, our vibrational state because everything is energy and we mm -hmm. have access to the higher perspectives, the bigger picture, the, the not, you're, you're not in the, the specifics of all the things that are going wrong, but you're in the possibilities of all yes. the things that are to come. And so yes. there's, there, there is absolutely physical aspects that occur um, and the right support and learning how to receive. You mentioned that I think is such a huge mm -hmm. um, part in learning how to receive instead of just doing everything on your own um, mm -hmm. and really being a cooperative component to what your heart desires and allowing others because there's so, there's so many wonderful things in the world that can support you if you let it in. Mm-hmm. Letting it in is the first piece. Letting your brilliance and your awesome soul start coming back to life. It's like a resuscitation in the critical care ward. I was a critical care nurse in my first uh, segment of my career. And, and literally, we see women come back to life. We see their faces go from stressed out and, and older looking to ease and relaxation and brightness. And you mentioned the eyes. <clears throat> we all have heard the eyes uh, are the, are the, what was that? The seat of the soul. What's, I, I just mm -hmm. lost that quote. The eyes are the gateway to the soul. What is that saying? Um, but we know truly that there's uh, light coming from people who have allowed their soul to shine brighter. And, and we do our coaching calls in the workshop on a, on a video platform. And oftentimes we can see our clients' faces literally change. Um, mm -hmm. there was a woman in the workshop a couple of years ago. I'll never forget her. And, um, uh, she came into the workshop having lost her job due to chronic migraine headaches. She had been to the Mayo clinic. She'd been all over. She herself was a, a nurse and no one could find anything physically wrong with her. Yet she was suffering from migraine headaches so badly that she wouldn't be able to go into work. And once she ran through all of her disability and time off and that sort of thing and went back to work, she got more migraines and she wasn't able to keep her job. So she lost her job and she, she booked a, a clarity call with me and 
I spoke to her about what was going on with her career and what she wanted to do and what she was struggling with. And the fact that she had no physical symptoms or, or, or disease process um, that was ruled out completely, I knew that her migraine headaches had a lot to do with her soulful self. And you know, Amy, in the workshop, we basically pull out every single piece of toolkit of personal development, spiritual development, energy healing that we can possibly do in the 12 weeks. And in literally a couple of weeks, this woman was brighter, happier, her voice had changed. And it's been almost three years since she's in the workshop. She's had two or three wonderful jobs. She moved to the city of her dreams. Um, she's dated a few different men. And when she graduated from the workshop, the picture of her being discharged from Mayo Clinic, which was literally three, three and a half months before she graduated from the workshop, 12 weeks of working together and her getting her soul to be vibrant, she looked 20 years younger. And I think she herself was astounded. Now, the beautiful thing is she was able to get herself a job as a utilization review nurse uh, Monday to Friday. She found her, her, her beautiful analytical and nurse self and wanting to work in an office environment all coming together perfectly. She's making more money. She's now a nurse legal consultant. She's really taken her career to the, to the next level and she's living vibrantly. And, um, we do that all the time with women who just don't have the answers and all the beautiful work Amy does and coach Jean and Miliana and our beautiful certified resume and LinkedIn expert, Bonnie, we literally are resuscitating people, aren't we, Amy? Absolutely. And it's, it's such a joy to watch them find themselves again and, mm -hmm. and, and even stronger and better than they ha have ever even imagined and watching the transformation. And then it bleeds on to all their family yes. <laughs> and uh, their, their children. And, you know, the ripple effect is like you can't, you can't even measure. It's so huge when one person makes those changes in their life. It, it helps everyone around them lighten up. Yeah. You know, Wayne Dyer had a, a, a famous quote. I think he uh, quoted it from uh, this ancient spiritual text called the Tao. And um, he basically said, when you change the way you believe, wait, I'm, 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 I'm not pulling the quotes out great the today. the way you look at uh, things, the things you look at change. Thank you. Repeat that again. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Absolutely. And I was thinking when I first came across that quote, probably when I was in my late 20s, because I think it was in one of his earlier books, I thought, come on, that's really, you clearly don't have a job, Wayne Dyer. You clearly don't have a mm -hmm. boss who is putting demands on you. You clearly don't get it. I mean, it's a nice quote. It, it, it's probably spiritually somewhere true, but do you know what my life looks like? So... <laughs> I struggled with a lot of these spiritual principles because my, my, my linear brain can't wrap its head around that. So if I believe something different, you mean to tell me that this computer is going to look different when I believe something different? So it's not that linear. That's the problem with our brain and ego getting all this stuff. It's not a linear thing. 
So we've been schooled in linear thinking. We've been schooled in the Newtonian world of cause and effect. We've been schooled that two plus two equals four. The stuff we're talking about doesn't exist there. That's the conundrum. It doesn't exist in the world that we have been raised to understand. It exists beyond that realm, which is why religions exist, because humankind for centuries and millennia couldn't figure this stuff out. So they created all kinds of things to try to figure this stuff out and make stories of it. And the Greeks and the Romans had their mythology to make sense of thunderstorms and lightning and what is all of this and, and all of that. The, the beauty is it's in the realm beyond. So your brain can't make sense of it. And that's where this word faith has to come into play. You have to believe, you have to know that there's a realm that's on your side. There's a realm where you are beautiful and lovely and generous and powerful, and you are able to create a new world. Uh, Amy, you know this client we have in our workshop right now. She's an educational administrator. And when she came into the workshop, she was bound and determined that she had to change her job because once more in her career, no one understood her. No one was getting along with her. She needed to make a change. And darn it, my career has been one job change after another because I've run into the same problem. So I challenged her a little bit. I said, are you willing to tell yourself a different story and learn how to make that different for yourself? So she's a couple of weeks from graduating from the workshop. So she's been in there for maybe 10 weeks or so. Her whole life has changed, hasn't it? Her relationship with her 17 year old daughter has changed her relationship with her boss. Ooh, by the way, her boss changed. Not that she did that, but she became a higher vibing version of herself. She started changing who she is, how she is, and what her stories are all about. And voila, her entire life has changed in front of her. She's beaming, smiling, almost giddy that her life is wonderful and happy in the same job, in the same town. Now, she's got plans for something bigger and greater, and we, we love and honor that. But right now, she's not in the same struggle bus that she was in 10 weeks ago. Amy, what is, what is the one thing that you would say to someone, if you're going to make this type of change, if you're going to be changing your world, what's the thing that they really need to, to commit to? It really is just committing to themselves for their mm -hmm. own joy, their own happiness. I mean, it's, we, we tend to make it about everybody else all the time, but when you make it about you so that you're showing up as your best self, mm -hmm. everyone around you benefits from that decision that you make for yourself. Yes. And the, the, the people, places, and things that are not actually vibrating at your new self vibration tend to fall by the wayside or there's maybe a little bit of shake up on that. And again, everything in the world of your unfolding shifts and changes when you upgrade you, when you tap into this magnificent dimension of the infinite, which is where most of us call where God exists. And it is within us and it is through us and it is part of our experience as human beings. Amy, the one thing I, I love about this whole thoughts or things and, and actually tapping into the next dimension um, is that we can, we can basically write our own ticket. And that seems kind of weird and powerful. Um, 
What's the biggest challenge people have around this as we wrap up in the next minute or so? Well, I think the biggest challenge is um, believing that they are that powerful. I know when mm. I started learning this, I, I was like, oh, no, 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 I don't want that much power. Uh, mm-hmm. What if I mess it up? And <laughs> I think, you know, the biggest thing is really being able to relax into knowing that as you just tune in and you listen and you follow your heart and you do what brings you your greatest joy, then that's where you're stepping into your power. And it's not yes. this, you're going to do something wrong with it, but it's, it's, it's what you're able to do for yourself and your entire world begins to change in yes. ways that like better than you can even imagine. Absolutely. And the, the cool thing is we get this, we tap into it. We help our clients tap into this, but not just to feel better. We're actually getting real results in women's careers in the real world making more money. They're feeling more successful and happy. They're in better uh, aligned jobs, companies, bosses, et cetera. And they're literally able to make the most important decisions they can for themselves. There is no investment, folks, that will pay you as well as upgrading your career. It's a great return for you. And it's the thing you're going to do most of your life. You might as well upgrade. You can find me at mofall.com slash give me clarity if you'd like to book a clarity call amy thanks for joining me and folks we'll see you next time on bring your soul to work here on unity radio this is coach mo fall thank you for listening this is unity online radio the voice of an awakening world If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.